Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. I am joined with my buddy, my pal, and we didn't do this in our first episode that we did today, but uh, my best friend, Paul Ramey. How are you, buddy? I love you too, Mike. Yeah, it's fun. We've got a good beer today, and I want to get through this pretty quick, but it's called Barbarian Haze. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hazy IPA from the folks at Three Floyds. Three Floyds Brewery. I love those guys. Where's that at? Over in Indiana. They are a fucking blast. They make some of the best beer. They even have a festival that they do. And God darn, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember it. I won't be able to edit this to put it back in. So where's the third Floyd? You got Pink Floyd. You got Floyd from Mayberry. Well, I think it's made by three Floyds. (laughs) There's three guys named Floyd. I don't know. You got Pink Floyd. You got Floyd from Mayberry. And who's the other Floyd? Uh, oh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, right, down the hatch. It's a 6.5. Go ahead. It's a 6.5 alcohol by volume. Hazy IPA. Oh, God. Um, Take it all. Oh. I'm sure it's delicious. We've had Alpha King on here before. That's three Floyds. This, I know what everybody's thinking. Why is it in a Old Capital Brewing oh. Crowler, right? So I was down there. They do they do some guest kegs every now and again. And they had one in there for that. And I went ahead and had them at it. That's a fucking hate crime. It is. I love it. You didn't like it? No. God, I I fucking hated it even worse than the one we had last week. What was that called? That we got out of the crowler from last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was cheat code. It wasn't last week, though. It was a week before. Whatever the fuck. We are in the future, buddy. You know what I mean? But And that was bad. That tasted like like pine saw and fabuloso mixed in with a little bit of This one's good. I like this. Are you high? And they go good together. They are a nice pairing. I wanted to try two hazy IPAs for the for our back to back episodes, and I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I really yeah. am. Look, no shade to Three Floyds. I'm sure that, you know there's people that like. It. Not everybody likes apple pie either. I don't like apple pie, but yeah, well, you're weird. That's awful. That's just there's no redeeming quality. That I wouldn't even throw that on on. A, I wouldn't even use that in a house fire to put out a fire. It's got a higher IBU, I think. Oh, definitely. That's probably what it is for you. Oh, definitely. There's a nice tangerine flavor to it. Anyway, I know people tuning into the show really don't give two rats asses about all the beer that we drink and the booze that we have and all those things, but I enjoy it. I do. I mean, the premise of the show, I mean, we've talked about this before. And I, in fact, when I, I did, uh, when I was meeting with the folks at old capital, cause we did a podcast. Um, did you hit record? I did okay. record is, is running. I looked at it carefully and. It seems like it's easier when we've already had something to drink and we're looking around and everything's already set up and oh, God, ready. Fucking, I'm mad. Like I'm literally mad at you that you let me put that in my mouth. That's that's <laughs> fucking terrible. This is a fun episode, so I guess I gotta I gotta preface this with what are we talking about today, Paul? Because you tell me we uh, we didn't really plan too much, but I'm I'm actually going to change the schedule and I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, because we went to uh, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I am I am going to change the schedule. And the reasoning for it is the topic of today's show. Today's show is about burnout and <laughs> doing things that you're doing for the sake of doing them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I just don't have a lot of time. And I think a lot of our listeners don't have a lot of time. And I want to talk about time management a little bit. I want to talk about some things that, that really kind of pertain to creatives who juggle a lot of different things. And I think in modern society and the modern world with social media, we all do more 
than just create our work. We have all these other responsibilities now that just seem like we're going to miss something if we don't put it out there, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what the episode today is about. So have you ever done something with the idea that it's important for your art? I'm talking specifically about your music that you did thinking, hey, this is going to be really beneficial for my music. I'm going to do this. And it, it sidetracked you a little bit, maybe even a little bit too much to the point where you realized this is taking so much of my time that I'm not creating the work that I'm trying to do. Maybe a little bit, I think, with um, with like as far as music goes, like with kind of studying and trying to, um, you know, learn scales and theory and some of that. I think there was a point in my life where I got into that where I was so worried about learning that stuff that I forgot to make songs and I forgot yep. to create a little yep. bit but but I didn't get like too far like some people do I guess but I if I had to pull an example I, I'd say that's it you know there's nothing wrong with theory and like I said I wish I knew more and and I don't do enough of that and I feel like it's important to try to learn something new every day and try mm -hmm. to discover some stuff and I think if I had just kept at it and learned studied one thing a week 20 years ago, I mean, look where I'd been. I've left yeah. a lot of, yeah. I've left a lot of good stuff on the table because I have to work around my lim limitations. Right. Um, but at the same time, there, there was a time when I kind of had dove into it a little bit and I was more worried about the technical aspect of it than actually creating. So I, I've known a lot of guys that really let that, let that really get into them. And then they start making academics yeah. instead of making yes. art or, yeah. or creating things. So. Absolutely. I, the reason I, I wanted to mention it that way is, you know, I, I learned a lot. My my plan was for this show was to try to go to a weekly episode, right? And yeah, I how's that to, working out I for wanted, you? Well, I wanted to do it for 90 days. And today actually marks 90 days. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, thank Happy you. Happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I realized that, you know, I wanted to see, I mean, there's a lot of things I, that go into this, and I'm not going to go into great detail, but. I wanted to look at, okay, does, are we getting more downloads? Obviously, yes, we're going to get more downloads because more we're putting more content out there and people are listening to it. But is the content being, are we getting new downloads, right? Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to look at what's it doing to our creativity, you know? And, you know, you've got a schedule, I've got a schedule. We're trying to bring in all these other things. We added video and some other things to it. And, and we're traveling more. We're back to doing a lot of that. And I want to do a lot more of mm -hmm. that. I really do. That's something I learned in this that I, I really enjoy. I got to thinking about it. And there's not a big return on investment for going weekly for us. Uh, when I look at the overall number of downloads, that's great and everything. It, it, would, it did double. You know, that's, that's kind of a cool thing. But the per episode download didn't really change much. Uh -huh. And the unique viewers didn't change much. So we, we weren't really picking up any new, I don't want to say any, we, we picked up new people. If you're new to the show, I, I do appreciate you being here. I really, I really do. And if you're an old time listener, uh, thank you for sticking around. I mean, we're coming close to 100 episodes and it's, it's hard to believe really. It is really hard to believe. I thought we was going to be done after 12. Right. Honestly, I thought, well, okay, we'll give us a shot, see how it goes. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, fuck. What the hell? I mean, we can't, this is hard. We can't do this without guests. You know, yeah, and we, right. we learned a lot in that. The, the key here is it, it just really got to a point where I got to thinking, you know, I'm editing all the time, you know, I'm planning shows a lot. 
I'm going through a lot of different things and I'm not painting as much as I should be. And that's the idea. I want to be a painter, not a podcaster. I want right. to be a painter who podcasts, not a podcaster who paints. Unless and, somebody wants to syndicate this show and then we'll be podcasters yeah, yeah, yeah. that do other Absolutely. shit. <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, I, I have to giggle because I also took on a job uh, which coincided with the 90 days. I mean, almost, yeah. almost exactly the same time I started doing the 90-day process, I took on a new job that actually requires me to be at work more. And you're super anal, and you got these charts and graphs and spreadsheets that yeah. plan your day right to the very second. Yeah. And then if you piss in a time that's not there, it fucks the whole schedule off. I mean, yes. you get pretty— You get yeah. pretty. I have a shit schedule. Pretty. I uh, do. You get pretty— uh, Every day. You have 15 minutes to get in there and get out, you know? That's the whole process, too. That's not like, you know, you shut the door. It's timer starts, buddy. See, I'm more <laughs> I'm more of an improv guy, but, you know. Right. But so then you've, you've added all this very, other I'm stuff. i regular. You, 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 you've added all this stuff. You've added a, an hour to your day, a yeah. free hour to your a day. A free hour of my day, yep. yes, and, for work. And, and uh, here you are, you know. So yeah. what that do to your schedule? Uh, it, it actually, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's five hours away, right? Gone. Yeah. And that's almost a whole day. It's, it's a recording and an edit for me because I've gotten to the point where, well, with the studio shows like this one, like we're doing right today, I know that we can record a show in, in about 45 minutes. And I know I have about an hour of before and after stuff that we do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have maybe two hours of editing. So we're, we're close to five hours to get an episode out when it's a studio episode. When it's an episode with a guest or something like that, it's a little longer. Uh, if we had to travel or whatever, that adds it. But generally speaking, our show got ate up by my new career mm -hmm. choice, right? Which is fine. I mean, I, I get that. But there's a lot of things that happen. And for creatives, that's the big thing. Every decision you make, is going to affect your livelihood and your ability to make your art. You know, it, it's, you have to make the hard decisions. You have to decide, you know, do I feed my family or do I keep chasing this um, dream of mine? And I, I'm not killing any dreams at this point. I do not want to go there because in my mind, you've got to do something. If, if you have a dream, don't ever stop. Really? Ever. Yes. See, that, that that's funny because that's kind of an uh, uh, idea I had as a topic for the show or something I want really? to touch on. We didn't even discuss this. It, no, I know. Is when is it time to quit? And when is it time to, to realize that? If you have a job, you retire. That's when it's time to quit. If you're a creative, you never quit. True, but. I, that's the barbarian haze in me. <laughs> the, the thing is, okay, like nobody cares. <laughs> if you've ever if you've ever watched American Idol, yeah, there's always there's always a group of people that come in there that just think they're killing it, and it's very obvious they're not. Nobody in their family told them, "Hey, dude, like you can't, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, yeah, you can't right. sing." Okay, it's just you just don't. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's like, do you keep doing what you love to do just because you love to do it, or do you channel that creativity in another another? medium there's i'm sure there's artists out there that really have a great time painting stuff but it looks it looks like jackson pollock but it's not supposed to <laughs> see what i'm saying yeah, and it's yeah, like right. do you do you continue doing that or is there something is there something out there for you that that is creative that maybe you could put your time and your efforts into that would right. be 
reward him? When let, do you when do you well let me cut you off that on that because if you're a comedian and you're not funny, it's time to quit. Right? If people are not enjoying your show, it's time to quit. I mean there is I'm, there is no Jackson Pollock. What about comedy. Andy Kaufman? I'm well, sure he was funny to some people. But exactly. But I'm sure he had a lot of people tell him, look, dude, this is not this is not yeah, funny. It's not I, working. I get it's that. like I, get I don't that. understand. there but yeah. there's there's you're a lot killing of me here. It's like this show. People are like, oh, that show sucks. But we've got a four point six on Apple. Thank you much. <laughs> Where's my money, money? I know. Where's my money? Where's the money, money? No, but but how do you know? How do you? It, uh, it's just it's it's hard to if you're playing. You know, like you know, I'm I'm a I'm pushing fifty. I still play in, if you're in a bands. Singer, yeah, right, but if you're a singer and you can't carry a tune, I, I know what you're talking about. Anthony Kiedis can't sing. Uh, uh, he can't. <laughs> did uh, you see him? I I got to tell you, did you see him on? Uh, uh, Joe Rogan lately? No. Oh my God, he looks like a pedophile. Oh, with his mustache. <laughs> yes. But like, who told him that was a good look? Surge, <laughs> surge from System of Down. I mean, yeah. who would if that guy showed up in an audition? You'd be like, look, dude, you, yeah, you're not. Doing, but, but if it's the but band, it, though, but it works. And it's it awesome. Works, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying he's not all. You know, he's great at what he does, and and it fits, and it's it's cool. But well, let's tie this in. With so Dio. how do you know? How do you know? There are people out there. There may even be people listening to the show that that are they're trying to paint, and it's just they should maybe they'll be great photographers. And yeah. there's great photographers out there that just, or, or or there's photographers out there that might be better suited as musicians. How do you? That's that's tough though. Because you know, our message is always never quit, and and I believe that if it's in your heart, you should yeah, you should do it. But yeah. sometimes you got to give up. You, the thought of think, that you're going to make money doing you need, it or that well, you're going to be. I think you need to change your compass point. You know, if you're, if things are not working and you're not making the money you want to make. Um, and, and I'm going to be honest here. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe it's good money and that's enough. You know, maybe it's just, you want more money but at the same time. If, if you're not getting the results you're after, you need to do a course correction and decide exactly what you're doing. And that's, that's kind of what I'm doing with the show. When I go back, cause we're in originally I was thinking, okay, the first episode, uh, I don't want to get too detailed in this. I'm going to try really hard not to get too detailed, but in December, I want to go to two a month. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Oh, that's weird. That's what we used to do. That's what we used to do. I'm going to go with the first Wednesday and the second Wednesday of the month, or sorry, first Wednesday and third Wednesday of the month. And the third Wednesday of the month is going to be kind of limited to, or at least my plan is to feature somebody, you know, have a guest on the show, mm-hmm. you know, maybe um, anybody, right? The concept here is that Paul and I can record two episodes in one Sunday, right? Like, kind of like what we're doing today. And that way him and I have some time to do the things that we do creatively outside of the podcast. And we're still kind of one ahead each month. Right. Mm -hmm. And at the end of, uh, we're, we're taking two weeks off in December or I'm sorry, November. I'm not very good at this right now. Uh, the last two Wednesdays of November we're taking off because it's Thanksgiving weeks. It's, uh, you know, it, it really friends and family have to come first in a lot of things that we do and i think just taking a break before we start december is probably a good idea and and by recording things the way we do it 
and and just cramming stuff in. October has been a really busy week or month for us, <laughs> right? It feels like a week. It does. Uh, but it's like, you know, we're, we're cramming a lot of stuff in there. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We've had some fantastic people in, on the show and a lot of data that I have to get caught up on because I've got so much content that hasn't even been put out there yet that I want to share. And that's kind of the idea. I don't feel like I'm giving our guests enough content, you know, enough stuff out there because I just don't have the time to edit it. Right. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I know I feel like I'm getting off topic a little bit, but it, that's the reasoning. And I think when you have to course correct, you start thinking to yourself, what am I doing that I, I could be doing better? And that's my point on the podcast is that I think I could do a lot more with the content that we create if we go back to two a month mm-hmm. because it gives us a little bit of time. I don't like not, I, I don't like, I don't like it when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Right. I, li- I really like to have these, these episodes where we can schedule something with somebody and actually sit down with them. And it's the two of us with somebody else versus me and five other people, right. Or two other people, or even one other person, you know, it's just, we have a dynamic that I like and you come up with things I didn't think about, but it's like you were in my head. Right. If that makes any sense. And, and we missed that. And a lot of these last couple of episodes that we did with, uh, creatives outside of our own little circle, uh, they were done on Saturdays and they were done on off times for us. They were done on, on days that we really had to kind of change our schedule to fit theirs. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to be a little bit of a bitch about that and say, no, this is when we record our show. This is when you can do it. If you want to be on the show, this is what day is available. And I think that's, that's a constraint we need to put on ourselves. And when I, when I talk to other creatives, I, I, I think it's important if you're listening, you need to say no. You need to be able to say, I, I can't do that because that's not when we record. I know you have your parameters, but if you want to be on the show, this is how it is. And that's very important, I think, because this is our art, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being a little bit selfish here a little bit, but at the same time, I, I think our audience is sophisticated enough to understand that we're putting uh, something out there that, you know, we enjoy doing, but at the same time, we want to add value to our audience. And in order to give value to our audience, we have to do it our way. And that's where the selfishness comes into play. And as a creative, I think you really need to do that. I think it's time to, you know, think about how you cut yourself off, how you do the things, you know, I guess going back to what you were saying before, how do you know when to quit? And this is it. Mm -hmm. This is when you realize your audience isn't being served the way you want them to be served and you're not doing the product the way you want to do it. That's when you say no. That makes sense. It does. I mean, I don't want to end this episode with that because there's so much more we can talk about. I think that's good as a, as a rule, but you also have to be, I think you have to, there's times to make exceptions to that and to be flexible, uh, as well. But I I think you're right. I think you got to, you have times and, and, and parameters and, and things that you do for a reason. So I think you need to try to stick with that as much as possible, but at the same time, you have to recognize if it's something you feel that is, if you're changing or you're doing something different, or you're doing your schedule, you ha- it has to be mutually beneficial. It has to work for, for, 
for them and it has to work for you. And it's whether it's it's a gig that you're going to take or a guest that you're going to have on or a uh, job that you're going to that you're going to take that you normally wouldn't because right. it didn't fit in your in, into your um, in, into your schedule or right. whatever. You have to look at that. Well, if it's something I really want to do, okay, I can bend on this. But if it's something that I'd, I'd like to do, but I can take it or leave it, and this is gonna this is gonna fuck my mojo up. Uh, it's just not the right time. And you just have to look at that as the universe telling you this ain't the time to do that. But and again, just like I said in the last episode, you're gonna make you're gonna get it wrong. You're gonna get it wrong. Sometimes you're gonna get it right. But you're as long as you're you're making a choice with the best information that you have at the time, then more times than not, it'll be the right decision. And yeah. that's what you got to do. I totally agree with that. So you went to see the new Dio um, we didn't documentary. Talk, we didn't talk about that? No, we didn't. You sure? Yeah. We have not talked about that at all. Oh, man, I cried at the end. Did you really? I really did. Very well done documentary. No kidding. A lot, of, a lot of information, a lot of old school stuff. And it, it was really nice the way they... They mixed uh, a lot of humor. A lot of humor. <laughs> they, they, they mixed a lot of humor and a lot of heartfelt stuff. And yeah. So put this in perspective. This is one thing I didn't know. Like I knew that he was in, in a band called Elf way back yeah, right, in, in right. the day. Um, what I didn't know is that he was a trumpeter and he was doing like Neil Diamond kind of crooner stuff before the, uh, before the Beatles. Really? Was, was a was a band. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he played the trumpet. He played the trumpet. He's on some recordings, some records then. And he's wow. and he was singing, doing like a Neil Di- who's the other guy? Who's the yeah, Neil Diamond, the yeah. sweet Caroline guy. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. But um he was kind of a crooner in the in the in like sixty one I don't know when Beatles it, came out, sixty five, sixty Is he on some recordings that we know about? Yeah, there's recordings of him doing this stuff. Records. Can you remember any of them? No, but you can look it up. Okay. I can't remember. But yeah, I think it was under his. He's but he his got name. credit for it. Yeah. yeah uh, what's his last name? Volanovo or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, but it it's just really neat. And then when uh, Rainbow come about, it was what I didn't know. It was most of the members of Elf just kind right. of assimilated into Rainbow. Right. D- different sound a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I don't know if you've ever. There's a show called um, Classic Albums that they used to show on VH1 Classic. Yes. And you can find them on. Yeah. Um, on YouTube and yeah, it's amazing because they'll have the producer or the engineer in there and they'll isolate tracks. Like they did British steel and they do the black album yes. and they do all these different, different albums. Okay. So they kind of do a little bit of that towards the end. And this engineer friend of, of Ronnie's that was in his home studio, this guy was, he was in his sixties when, when he died and late sixties, I believe. And um, he's isolating these tracks. It was like within months of his passing. And the guy's still just fucking crushing it. Like, yeah, it it just it gives me chills just talking about it. Yeah. And it yeah. it really went into um, he had stomach cancer. Yeah, yeah, went into a lot of detail of um, just the way he looked at things and decisions that that they made, and how Wendy became his manager, and and it, they walk around his house and show different things he had, and show the garden gnome that that fell over and cut his thumb off, and uh, yeah, really, yeah. I remember hearing about that, but I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. Very good documentary. Um, I seen it in the theater. Uh, a really good friend of mine, Jay, that I used to work with uh, on the railroad, um, got us tickets. And, you know, he's a metal fan. And, yeah. And, uh, 
you know, we bonded when we worked together. You know, the yeah. metal fans always right. bond. Yeah. And I never, I wouldn't even consider going. And um, he's like, yeah, he's like, let's go watch it. I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I'm pretty jealous what the about it. Called? I, I Dream, wonder... It's Ronnie James Dio, uh, Dreamers Never Die. I think it's what's called. Yeah. I'm terrible with names, but when it comes out on demand or whatever, anybody that's a, uh, not yeah, even, I'm going to buy it. Not even, you don't even have it. to be a Dio fan, just a, a, a music fan in general. And just to, just as a, um, just as a human case study, the, the span that this guy's career and how he reinvented himself yeah. constantly and not in a way that was, trying to to follow trends just as a man and an artist finding Driven. himself and yes. finding his voice yep. it's it's just it's really cool i can't recommend it high enough and and, and i did i i cry i like i like actual tears right. at the end yeah it was wow and that's the thing that i wanted to bring into this that's the whole reason why i wanted to talk about dio for a second because he did reinvent himself i mean you look at the 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 elf days are so much different from the Black Sabbath days mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the, the, the formula, so to speak, you know, the way he brought his voice to the, as an instrument to the band mm-hmm. and, and the, even the subject matter for, for that matter, <laughs> I lost words there, but um, he had to know when to quit, right? He had to know when the end of Elf was the end of Elf mm-hmm. and to move on. And I'm sure he got like when uh, when Ozzy was kicked out of the band uh, Black Sabbath. I'm sure he got, you know, the um, I'm trying to think of how to how to express this. I'm sure he got the opportunity presented to him, and he was like, uh, "Should I take this gig or not?" You know. Well, they talk about that, and he was in Rainbow oh, first. Really? Yes. And, yeah. And how with Richie Blackmore? With Richie Blackmore, yeah. and then and then they kicked him out basically to get. Um, who was Joe Lynn Turner or uh, he was in there? It's not, it's the not other sure. guy. I, I can't, can't, remember. can't remember his name offhand, but um, the direction they were trying to go in and the direction that the the uh, the the um, the label the label wanted them to go in and and he just stuck to his guns and he wanted to do something that was heavier and that was more yeah. that was less pop pop sounding and yeah. Um, Let me think, Rainbow. That was. Man on the Silver Mountain was that yep. one of their famous? Yeah, Man okay. on the Silver Mountain, and yeah. and it, which had a lot of Dio expression, yeah. in it, but it was it was still very um, a Carolina County ball type sound, you know. What I mean, I, I'm not picking on that song, but it's that's one of those things that's a little bit more poppy, a little bit. Know. But I mean, you know, it's really you're you're coming into the dawn of <laughs> right, of, of right. heavy metal, yeah, and, yeah, and, still early, and the um, you know the 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 fantasy lyrics which you yeah. know zeppelin had done that and, and yeah. sabbath have, had dabbled and in the horror and, that's something we haven't talked about you know the generation generational time you know if if your art isn't jiving with modern <clears throat> help me here the if your artwork isn't going along with the current trends sometimes it's just it may not be the time to quit but it may be the time to think about how you're affecting your process and your, your art with the trends, you know, are you, are you following trends? Cause you know, we, we hear it a lot too in the music industry. It's, Oh, you sold out, you know, you're, you're doing this album because that's what's popular. I, I, I hate that because I think it's just a band adapting to 
The, Sometimes you know, there's a lot of chatter yeah. on the internet right now about uh, like Parkway Drive. I don't know if you're familiar with them and yeah. Architects. Yeah, the both of their new albums are. I like what I've heard, but it's definitely a lot different. And both of these bands were very proggy yeah. and super heavy. In and Flames did that too. Yeah, and. and but sometimes you sound like you sound, and sometimes you do yeah. it because you're trying to you're trying to get that other audience, and you're trying to take that next step. But I think it's also important to remember, as long as you're doing it because it's something that you like, and and you're assimilating this style because it's something that that you think can add to it. That's great. Yeah. But at the same time, you look at bands like The Sword and uh, Clutch and some of these stoner rock bands. It's just Black Sabbath just now and everything right. comes back yeah uh you got bands yeah. band, you had the darkness and you have um steel yeah. panther you know it's just cock rock i mean right. there's ways if you're good and 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 you stick to your guns in music and and in a lot of art things always come back it's in a it's in a circle and yeah praga come back and and there's bands out there that's still doing overly technical shit that no one wants to hear and it will come back and yep. people yeah. You know, bands like Dream Theater and, and yeah. uh, uh, Dragon Force and these right. bands would, would be in vogue again. And well, I, I know you like Tool. I, I really can't get through a Tool song. I think they're Are almost, you fucking serious? I, I, I am. And I'm very, I like the technical side of things. But for some reason, it gets overly done to me. That's what it feels like when I listen to some of the Tool. I can handle some of the Tool songs in brevity. But when it comes to the whole song, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. I get it. I get it. That's a nice riff. That's a really cool drum pattern. Fuck, it's enough. I've, I've had it, you know. And and it's weird, too, because, you know, tying this in with enough is enough or um, when is it time to quit and that kind of stuff. Oh, I but, thought you were talking about the 80s no, cock no, rock band. I, I really never band. did. I hated it. Fly high in the shell. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, good. Yeah. When's enough's enough? Yeah. Well, yeah. Wh when's the time to stop playing that riff? Right, right. It, it just it just got me thinking about some different things where I'm I'm going. You know, I really liked Rush when I was in high school. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a drummer, so it's like we all kind of go through the Rush stage. But I almost can't listen to him on the radio anymore. When I'm driving home from work or whatever, and I hear a Rush tune come on, I'm like, eh. let me switch over to the other two channels I listen to on the radio and see if I can find something else. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just because I'm 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 tired of it. I'm worn out. I've heard too much of it, you know. And I know they're great musicians. Tying this back into our own process of being creatives, when you start thinking, you know, is is it time to quit? I don't know that quitting is the the message I want to bring in this show. I think it's more of when is it time to course correct, right? right? And and what we're doing right now is, you know, with the podcast anyway, I'm doing a course correction on what works for us so that we can still be the artists that we want to be, right? What what gets out of the way. I really enjoy this show. Mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of fun with it. It it harkens back to a lot of different projects I've done in the past. And it, it kind of encompasses everything I do as a creative in one thing. Mm -hmm. And I love that, right? I and it's cathartic sometimes for us. It, it is. It is. I, I purposely don't do photo shoots anymore because this show scratches the itch enough. I purposely don't take on video projects for clients because doing the video for here and the things that we do is enough to scratch the itch. 
that way everything opens up for my painting so that I can make a painting when I want to and make a painting when I don't want to, but I I know I have to, mm-hmm. right? Like a commission or something. And when the, the podcast kind of started to overtake all those things, I started feeling like, uh, you know, now it's a job. I'm not enjoying it as much. I'm not even getting to the part that scratches the itch because I'm trying to edit too much. I don't mind the edit process. I do enjoy that. In fact, it's something I really enjoy a lot. Yeah. But when it becomes a constant, you know, I wish people could see the back, the back side of this, you know, behind the curtain. But there's a lot of nights where, you know, I don't smoke in the house. And I used to enjoy coming home from work and having a cigar after work. So I'd be sitting outside about 1 a.m. in the garage and just smoking a cigar and having a, a scotch. Lately, it's been, yeah, I've been burning those high dollar cigars while trying to edit a podcast. And I don't know if you've ever smoked a cigar and tried to use both hands at the same time on a keyboard while you're drinking and trying to think about things. But, <laughs> you know, it can get pretty complicated really quick. You know, it really can. In fact, that I don't do it in the house means I have to do it up in the attic of my garage because uh, it's chilly, cold sometimes, you know, and I want to have the little heater on up it's there. It's your Studio B. It's Studio B, yes. Yeah. And it's kind of, it, it becomes frustrating because you realize, I just want to enjoy my fucking cigar. I don't don't want to do this, you know, and you start to get burned out a little bit. And I think that's the key there. You don't want to get burned out. Quantity has, has caused all the rest of this to become a chore and that's not good instead of a labor of love. Yeah. And before anybody bitches and say, Oh, come on, grow up. Just, just do the edits. Right. I work 30 to 40 hours a week in my studio doing edits, painting, uh, video stuff, other things, you know? So yeah, 40 hours a week, is dedicated to my art, right? And I work 50 to 60 hours a week as a manager at my regular job. So suck it. You know, I, I hear people all the time saying, yeah, but you you wouldn't survive if you're a full-time artist. I am a full-time artist and I have a full-time job, you know? It's, it's kind of one of them things where I'm not coming at anybody, mm-hmm. but because we all have our own choices in life and you can decide if you want to do this or that. I work for the healthcare. I work for the benefits of retirement. I work for all the other things that go along with having an employer, but I'm also a full-time artist because I love it and I make good money at it. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't make any money from this show. I'm going to put that out there. We don't, we don't get the beer for free. We don't do the thing. Paul gets paid $500 an episode. Mm. Um, but you know, (laughs) well, no, I'm going to get audited. (laughs) No, he doesn't get anything. I know. That's what I'm saying. I want to look into the financials here because I don't, I don't believe it. But it's, it's kind of, it's one of the things where we really got to, we got to pick our battles as artists, yeah. right? We got to make decisions. We got to, we got to choose. And I guess to go back to the beginning when you were like, when is it time to quit? If it becomes a chore and it's not scratching the itch for you anymore, it's time to quit. Yeah, at least course correct. Right. All right. At least find that moment where you say, what is it that I'm not enjoying anymore? And I'm going to put it out there. You need to be selfish, be selfish as a creative and say, you know, what is it I'm making? What is it I'm doing? I hear a lot of YouTubers say, make your videos for your audience. Don't, don't make stuff for yourself. That's bullshit. You know, make stuff for yourself. You know, you don't need 50,000 subscribers 
to prove anything to anyone, 500 subscribers is pretty good. If you're doing exactly what you want to do and you got 500 subscribers, enjoy those 500 subscribers. To me, there's a, there's a, there's an eye that every person has and I make music that I would want to hear. If, if you're making YouTube content, you need to make shows and clips and do things that you want to see. I mean, to me, that's what's important. And it's the same way in your personal life. You want to be the dad that, that you wanted. You want to be the kind of manager that you wish that you had at your job. You want to be the kind of person, um, when you're at the store, you want to be the kind of customer that you, that you wished that you had when you were on the other side, if you were doing retail. And I think if, if you keep that in mind, I think that you can use that for all aspects of life, all, all things that you do creative or not, just be the kind of person that, that, that you want to be, that, that you want to be with, be the kind of, be the kind of spouse that you want to have all that. And it's like that in your art, make the kind of art that you want to see. Cause that's what, that's what sets you apart. You do what, what, when, when you're listening to music and you hear that and you hear those three riffs and then they go to this fucking chorus and this key change, like, fuck man, that's, it was great up until then. You make it the way that you wanted to do it because mm-hmm. you're the only one that's, that's hearing it like that. You're the only one that's creating, um, from, a, uh, from your place. No one is going to, no one's going to do that for you. And if you start doing what you think somebody else wants you to do, or you think you should be doing, then that's what takes away what the uniqueness of your perspective. Cause that's all at the end of the day, that's all you got is your perspective and the sum total of all your experiences and your creating. And if you start fucking with that by, by trying to fit into somebody else's perspective, you've taken away the, the one gift that you got. Mm-hmm the way that you see the world and the way that you see art. And that's, that's the way I look at it. That's the way I approach it. That's and absolutely. That's greatness. Honestly, when you think about it, right. that's, that's what separates the great artists from the not so great artists is that they, they have finally honed in on their, their, they've course corrected probably so much that they're making the art that means the most to them. And they can focus all their energy on making that art Mm -hmm. and the audience supports them for that. And they don't have to feel like they have to quit because things aren't working. You know, maybe that's the key here from all this. When you feel like it's work, maybe it's just not working. Well, you mentioned Rush and I'm sure that they got told a lot if they would just make more traditional style songs. Right. That they could probably make more money and get more get bigger but they're they have a cult following yeah you just can't get they were able they were able to make a fucking yeah great living and a great career doing what they slayers same way yeah i mean slayers slayer made a career of of doing what they did and and there was a couple out you know people would argue um was it god hates us all i think where they were tuned down maybe there was one before that um where a little bit of new metal influence right. come in. And yes. it's like, did they do that because they were trying to, to, to modernize, to tap, yeah. yeah, to modernize or, or tap into that. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, maybe they just liked aspects of it yeah. because you look at their body of work. I don't think they were ever really, they knew no one was going to play the, them on the local rock right. radio. Right. But there was, there was a dedicated legion that was going to buy what they put out and they were going to sell out. Uh, you know, medium-sized theaters all yep. over and yep. do big tours with other bands of, of the same ilk. 
that's what more do you got to do to be successful? Right. I mean, right. You you find your lane, so to speak. I hate to use that as a phrase, but you find your lane and you 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 stick to it. You go, hey, I can do this. I like this. And you want to try a few things? Try it. You never know. Something might really break for you. And you, if you enjoy it, great. You know, move on with it. I, I think as creatives, we really need to find our place and decide what what really rattles our cage. What can we do that says, damn, I really like this. I, I want to do more of it, mm-hmm. you know, and try to get paid for it, you know. And, and if, if you're not, maybe tweak it a little bit so you can. You know, I, I know a lot of folks on YouTube, they're filmmakers uh, or they do weddings or whatever they might do to do their video to get paid. But then they come back to YouTube and do something totally different. That way they're scratching the itch so to speak. You know, yeah, everyone's maybe, you know. afraid of being called a sellout. And the thing is, right. is, is as long as you're being true to you and you're doing what you want to do, it's mm-hmm. it don't really matter what anybody else thinks because you're the one that has to live with your decisions. And uh, I think that the, there is no such thing as selling out unless you yep. just totally change everything that you believe and, 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 and totally change what you want to do to try to fit in some box. But if that happens natural and that's just part of it, who gives a fuck whatever anybody right, else thinks? Right. So to tie this in with three Floyds at the very end, uh, this is Barbarian Hayes. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, the Romans were the, you know, at the time, the Romans were the standard, right? They were the empire of the globe, so to speak, at their time, at least, at least for the, the historical side of things. And they despised barbarians. They thought they were beneath them. And they thought that barbarians couldn't even hold a candle to what the Roman legions could produce in terms of warfare and prowess and culture and all these things. But the barbarians actually had a lot going for them at the time. So to tie this all in really quick, because we're running out of time, be the barbarian. Be that guy out there in the middle of the jungle, the woods, the wherever you are, and realize that you can do your own thing. The powers that be, the people that are in charge, the common culture, they want to convert you to something else. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be that guy. Resist it. Do your thing. Be exactly who you are. Course correct when you need to. It's your business. It's your art. It's your thing. Do what you got to do. And don't worry about what the rest of the world says about it. That's kind of what I, I want to get out of this episode. And this is a really good beer. I know oh, you don't terrible. like it, but I fucking love it. The barbarian in me wants to go mow my leaves. <laughs> I did that. I did that. And then the rest of them fell off the tree. You can't yeah, even tell I did uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it's so. going to happen. I don't know. Paul, you have anything to add? No. This no, was no. fun. I think, we do was. Be- I think we do better when we do two shows in one day. Don't you think? Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. So yeah, be look be looking for the change. I know it's it's a big big deal for some people, but um, it's something that we need to do. It's something that Paul and I really need to focus on, so we can kind of make sure that we're given the best quality we can give for the shows, and it gives everybody time. And it also is going to enable me to do more YouTube related type content. So if you're one of those folks who are going to miss the weekly thing. 
go check out the YouTube content. You know, mm-hmm. I want to do some more things on YouTube that are even beyond the show that we have now. Like, like if we have a beer like Three Floyd's Barbarian Haze, it'd be fun to just talk about the beer by myself on a clip. Say, this is the beer. You know, if you want to know more about the beer, check out the clip, whatever. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to play a little bit more as an artist. And, and I really hope everybody sticks around and our audience is cool with this because it's something that I think we really need to do. But uh, starting in December, we are going to uh, first and third Wednesdays of the month. And uh, we are taking two weeks off at the end of November to enjoy time with family and eat plenty of turkey. Well, you know. I don't know if we'll enjoy it, but we'll be there. Well, family and friends, you know. It's time for giving thanks. All right. Yeah. All right. It's hot wing time. It is hot wing time. I'm going to go do my thing. You go do your thing. And may your drinks be tasty and your muse. Why are you telling like William, William Shatner? <laughs> you say that a lot. Why William you, Shatner. That, it's the thing. Trouble with There's trouble. There's something on the wing. Yeah, there is. There is. It's called barbecue A sauce. Tasty muse. <laughs> Oh, different wing. I, I just, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, brother. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye now. <laughs>